0: welcome to morning matcha today's guest is El Huerta she's the founder and CEO of mend which is a self-care app for heartbreak hi hi so I'm- wonderful being here with you today thank you for having me and thank you for the delicious matcha yay thanks for giving me the chance to have matcha yeah <laughs> it's delicious. Um, It was so, I felt like right when I saw you as you were walking up, I just knew we were instantly going to be friends. I'm so glad you found me. (laughs) I would have been wandering around. (laughs) But I'm so excited to learn more about you and MEND. And um, I mean, I've read a little bit about you and learned about the company, but I'm just looking forward to hearing it from you. And I know it started from you having a heartbreak, right? Yeah,
1: a really bad breakup. So, yeah. So (laughs) how long were you guys
0: dating and when was
1: this? And tell me more about just you in general. So um, the breakup that inspired Mend happened in my mid-20s. And um, I had just recently moved to San Francisco. So I was pretty far from home. I grew up in Texas, in Spring, Texas. Mm -hmm. And, um and I just wasn't surrounded by my normal support system. So it's not like I could go home and hang out with my mom and watch Netflix. And um, and I also didn't have my friends that I'd gone to school with or that I had grown up with. Um, so I had my friends from work and at the time I was still working at Google, but I think in a lot of ways I felt very isolated when I was going through that breakup. Um, and because it wasn't like one of the most significant relationships of my life at that point, I also felt a little bit embarrassed that the breakup even had such a big effect on me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it, it sort of began this period where I um, was really trying to understand more about heartbreak and why I was feeling the way that I was feeling and why it had such a big impact on me and, why breakups make it hard for you to get out of bed and stay focused and like why you start thinking obsessively about your ex and like start stalking them on Instagram. I wanted to understand all of that. And I think that comes from, um, you know, my, my dad is a scientist and I was a science major and I decided early on that I did not want to go down like the academic track. Mm -hmm. Um, but I still had that mentality of wanting to understand why? Yeah. Um, and that was really what inspired Mend initially. That's amazing.
0: So up until that point, had you been in a lot of different relationships and different breakups uh, or what made that one the catalyst for
1: Mend? So I had been in other relationships. I'd say like the biggest relationship that I had been in was probably like my first love Mm -hmm. and heartbreak in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, but even though that was, I would say a bigger heartbreak than the breakup that inspired Mend, it was different because I was living at home and had my family and my friends yeah. and I was like going off to college and it was just, um, there was also already a transition period in exactly. your life. Yeah. And then I think this was the first relationship where, and I think this is true for a lot of millennials where you are sort of like out on your own. And then also it was one of the first relationships where. I had a lot of expectations about what would happen with that relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, the the boyfriend in high school. Yeah. Okay. I thought, yeah, we're going to be together forever, but I was also 17. Whereas this relationship, I actually started thinking about, oh, well, maybe we'll get married and have kids and maybe we'll live here. And, you know, you, you have all of these ideas about what that relationship could turn into. And I think a lot of times, at least for me, and I think this is true for a lot of people, but like, that's actually what you are grieving the most is like giving up all of that that you planned. And a lot of times you plan that without even them knowing it, right? You're just like (laughs) daydreaming about Mm -hmm. what could happen. And I think that's why that relationship was really difficult to let go of. Oh my gosh. Um, And then of course you learn and you realize like, oh, this is possible to have again. And I think the other big lesson that I learned then was just that, um, you, like when you go through a breakup, you do realize what's really important to you. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, so these things are important to me. Like I do want a family eventually. And I do want these like, you know, future dreams and goals eventually, but it's just not necessarily going to be with that person.
0: Yeah. And yeah. you learned a lot about yourself too. You learn about yeah. yourself through what you want, but
1: just yeah. oh, about yeah. yourself in general, it's such a beautiful learning experience. I feel like Going through a breakup is like getting a PhD in yourself. Yeah. It can be, you mm-hmm. know, and I think if you turn towards it, it can be that and I mm-hmm. think that's the real silver lining mm. of going through a breakup. Not that I look forward to going through breakups yeah. <laughs> or like want people to go through breakups, but that is like a really positive thing that you can get out of it and it's one of the things that we really try to cultivate and support people through at Mend. Yeah.
0: Um, So you're going to have to bring me up to speed on um, breakups and we'll get into that because I've been with my husband since high school, which I love. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but we did have a break in college, but it was only for a month. Okay. But in that time period, which was so short, like looking back, it's like nothing. Yeah. um, I learned so much about myself and I stayed connected with his family, and his sister was the one that was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so sorry. This must be, must be so difficult because you've been yeah. together for so long. Um, but why don't you like take it as an opportunity to do all the things that you wanted to do that you couldn't do with him just because it just didn't happen. Cause you always compromise in a relationship. Yeah. Um, obviously being in a relationship, you also learn so much about yourself. Yeah. Um, but same thing with breakup so at that time I wrote like a list of all the things like I wanted to do list. from like opening up a bottle with a lighter because I was in college <laughs> at the time <laughs> um Eating to really high I yeah, like it. exactly I was like okay I need to do little things that I like wait how do you do that I don't even know how to do I that. learned and I don't remember but <laughs> okay. it was really interesting um But it was little things that I could do every single day while I was in school so that it would keep me motivated and I'd focus on that up to big things that like if I could go on a trip on a weekend. I lived in Oregon and I'm from California, so I chose to explore Oregon more and go around. So that helped me. Um, So I'm really interested in like How does MEND
1: work? So when someone signs up, tell me a little more about that. Yeah, well, I think it it is really interesting. You kind of unlocked one of the the ways to help yourself MEND Mm -hmm. is to really like have a daily ritual where you're checking in on yourself, have goals that you're working towards every day. Um, And we talk a lot about building a MEND monument. Like, what are you going to put your energy towards that you would normally have spent you know, with your ex or on your ex. And, Mm -hmm. um, and that's different for everyone. Like some people, um, go back to school and get another degree. Some people train for a marathon or like a 5k or something. Actually, a lot of people train for races. Oh, really? (laughs) A lot. Yeah. That's like one of the most popular ones. Um, (laughs) So I got now, really
0: into running. Yeah. Yeah. I was super into And it's it like, because-
1: it's really beneficial because all of the like feel good hormones help you so much because you're going through withdrawal. Um, and then it also feels really productive because you've like run a race. Now, whenever I watch a marathon, I'm always like, I bet like half of those people are going through breakup yeah. or divorce. <laughs> I love it. Um, but, um, so yeah, it's interesting that you sort of intuitively figured out that that would be helpful. And then you did that. And, and that really is what we try to support people through. So MEND is very much like a best friend that checks in on you every day and gives you really good advice. So every day you open the app, we ask you how you're doing, um, and we ask you other questions as you're onboarding. So we already know a little bit about you and your breakup and your relationship. Like how and long then, you were together and things like that. Yeah. When the breakup happened, mm-hmm. why you think the breakup happened. Um, and we use all of that to tailor a personal training program. Wow. So every day you have an audio training to listen to. And it's pretty short. Um, it's my voice, but all of the trainings are written by experts, like mental health experts or wellness experts. And I love that. And I yeah. love your
0: voice. So I'm oh, sure thanks. it's like just a met, like a guided meditation almost.
1: Yeah. It's like uh, for menders, I feel like it becomes their daily ritual mm-hmm. because I do think you know, one of the really hard parts of going through a breakup is the aftermath when you're laying in bed and you're used to, well, if you're living together, you're used to having someone there, but if you're not living together, you're used to like pulling up your phone and seeing a text from, you know, whoever you were with. Mm -hmm. And that's a really big, you know, loss when you no longer have that. So Mm -hmm. we're trying to provide something in, in place of that, that's really positive and that will help you. Um, And there are other aspects of the app too, like you can journal every day, which depending on if you like to write or not can be really helpful. And then um, we have a really amazing community within the app. Oh, cool. Yeah. People like all over the world Mm -hmm. who are kind of in the same place Mm -hmm. and can talk to each other.
0: So if someone is living, if they're living together and they broke up, is it, does the app also help with options, like helping someone kind of
1: find options of next steps, next steps. Yeah. We're starting to get more into the practical side. Yeah. Um, but more of what we focus on now is just the emotional pain that you're mm-hmm. going through. So, um, we do, we have started to ask more questions. And one question that we're introducing is, did you live together? Cause that mm-hmm. makes a really big difference. Yeah. Um, like what types of trainings you need. And another thing that we learned, pretty early on was that we needed to start asking, you know, whether you had kids together because yeah, we can tell you that taking space from your ex is really good. And we recommend taking like a 30 or 60 day break from seeing them or talking to them, mm-hmm. but you can't tell someone that who is co-parenting. Yeah. So it's been a really interesting learning experience for us, um, figuring out, you know, what aspects of a breakup matter most and how can we better personalize everyone's training program you mentioned that um i'm assuming and
0: when we talked about this is that your main yeah. audience they are millennials yeah um but i'm just so curious about like you're learning so much like co-parenting things yeah. like that i'm so curious about their experience and yeah.
1: um what that's been like yeah we've learned so much about how millennials love and like how they want to be loved and what happens when They've lost love. Um, one of the most interesting learnings recently has been that um, the one of the most popular types of breakups is around commitment. Mm-hmm. And when we dug into that, there are so many relationships that aren't traditional relationships, like they're an almost relationship mm-hmm. or like a, a non relationship. That's how people describe them. Yeah. Or it's like a relationship that's completely undefined. Yeah. And. Um, and I do think that that is newer in this generation, and it's really common with millennials and with gen Zers. Um, and I think a lot of times they feel sort of they feel some shame around grieving that type of relationship because it didn't have a label. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're really trying to break down this stigma around that. like it doesn't really matter if the person didn't call you there girlfriend, girlfriend or, girlfriend yeah. or boyfriend, mm-hmm. like what really matters is how you felt about it mm-hmm. and how invested you were. And, um, and you know, heartbreak is heartbreak. Yeah. So, um, so that's been really interesting. Just like there are so many relationship trends now and relationships have changed so much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, in just like a few generations, so much has changed with relationships and also with marriage. Um, and so we're kind of seeing that play out with menders. Yeah, I want to get
0: into shame yeah. really badly. So, cuz yeah. I think when you live together, there's a lot of shame especially mm. whether you're married or not um,
1: just yeah.
0: ending a relationship, there's so much shame around it and I I don't yeah. know where that comes from. Is it from is it internal or is it from society?
1: I think it's both. I think that I really believe that like deep down our our core desire is just to love and be loved, Mm -hmm. whether it's romantic love or not. And, um, and so I think when you go through a breakup, it feels a little bit like a failure. And so there's shame around that. Yeah. Um, And what we talk about a lot is like, you know, every breakup, you learn something from it, every relationship, you learn something from it. And it, it doesn't matter if the relationship was like two years or 50 years, like it's still meaningful in your life. And so just because a relationship ended, doesn't mean that, you know, it was a waste of time. Um, and I think that's really important because I do think people feel a a really big sense of failure. And, um, and I do think also, um, When you go through a breakup, especially if you've been broken up with, Mm -hmm. and I've experienced this, like, you know, that you deserve love and you know that, you know, you have good qualities and, you know, you have other friends and other people like you and your family loves you. But there's something about someone rejecting you. That's just it's like so primally painful yeah, (laughs) and it makes you feel like there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter like who you are, like how successful you are. I mean, I've spoken with people of all ages, all different types of people from all different walks of life and, you know, really, really like successful, well-known celebrity, you know, everyone has that feeling of like, Oh wait, like, am I like worthy of love? Like, will someone else love me just because Mm -hmm. this one other person didn't love me? And I think that's a really difficult thing to go through that we all experience. Yeah, you nailed it. Do you think you ever fully get over that? I
0: think that... Or you kind of can always like go back and be like,
1: that person didn't want to be with me. I
0: can't believe that person
1: (laughs) did. (laughs) I think it's really hard. Like, I think that being rejected by someone, whether it's like, someone you were dating or like a friend or a stranger I think it is really hard to deal with rejection yeah um and I do think that you move forward but I think like especially with romantic heartbreak I do think that there's always like a little part of it that stays with you it's just like becomes a part of you and mm-hmm. that's why like a lot of people the advice that they give is that you just need to get over it you know or just like move on and um And I just don't think that's actually how it works Mm -hmm. for people. Like, I think it's more of a process than something you just get over. I mean, I know like there are breakups where I don't want to be with that person at all. But like when I hear a certain song or like, you know, see a photo, there's like a Mm -hmm. bittersweet memory Mm -hmm. of it. So what about in the mend
0: community? Are there people that are in um polyamorous relationships as well who experience heartbreak or is it
1: yeah definitely I mean we right now we're not um we haven't tailored the program based on that yet Mm -hmm. um the assumption is that it's a you know it was a monogamous relationship Mm -hmm. um but yeah of course like we have now at this point I think we have users in over 195 countries. So it's like all different kinds of relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. And we're seeing, you know, polyamory has become more and more popular, I think, especially in the U S the U S like in the larger cities, like San Francisco and New York and LA. Um, and so that's one of our, one of our challenges, but also an opportunity is like, how do we figure out how to to provide everyone the best mend experience for themselves Mm -hmm. because it is so personal personal and unique. I know that's quite
0: a challenge, but I'm sure also really interesting and fun. Yeah,
1: it is. It's so much fun. And I mean, there. I feel like there are a million different ways to mend, which is really cool. And we're even seeing... Um, speaking of like trends in Mm -hmm. breakups, like Gen Z, the really young generation, they go through so many breakups in a short amount of time. It's just like the frequency of breakups is really high. Is it from dating apps or what's that from? I think so. I Mm -hmm. think it's just, it's so much easier to meet someone. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like I was talking to my grandmother who's 91 Mm -hmm. and she had one guy, like my grandfather who they met in, you know in college and it was like, okay. And they got married and that was it. Yeah. And then my mom had, you know, like a handful of guys like throughout her life. And and then me, I had like a handful of relationships before I even, you know, got to like 30, yeah. like more than a handful. Mm-hmm. So I think that for the generation below me, it's, it's like- A lot. It's, yeah, it's a <laughs> lot. Like there's so many people mm-hmm. and they're all accessible on your phone. And I think because of that, there are just so many more opportunities to meet people, but I do think it is also making it harder for people to make a choice. Yeah. I was
0: just going to say, yeah, it gets confusing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause it's like, well, this
1: is pretty good, but like, what, what if else I keep is swiping? Out there? Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. And we're seeing that too. Like it is, I do think it is harder for people to make a choice. I think it's why the, average age of first marriage is going up. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the reasons why, but yeah. Um,
0: is mend for just romantic heartbreak or is it for just anyone, any relationship setting up boundaries with your family, siblings, friends? Yeah.
1: I love this question. (laughs) Um, mend because it started from really like a very personal place with the breakup I went through and it happened to be a romantic breakup. It is very much about romantic heartbreak right now, but we noticed really early on, like people would write in stories and ask us that like, Hey, I, you know, I haven't spoken with my dad in like 10 years. Like, do you have something around that? Or, um, like veterans who are leaving the military and feeling heartbroken, trying to figure Mm -hmm. out like a new sense of, um, identity And then we've had a lot of people write in about losing pets. That's a really big one. Mm -hmm. Like they've lost their dog and their, you know, it was their companion for like 15 years. And so we see so many different types of heartbreak and people do use the app for a lot of different reasons, even though it is more geared towards romantic breakups, but, um, so, so a lot of it is kind of use it for, yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah. And cause a lot of it is really universal, you know, like mm-hmm. the themes that we talk about, it's around like letting go and, um, self-care and self-love and building confidence. So mm-hmm. a lot of it does translate, but at the same time, I'm really excited to keep building out more content mm-hmm. to help people beyond romantic breakups. Because I mean, like in your case, you know, you married your high school sweetheart, Mm -hmm. but there are, you know, a million other ways that you could potentially mend in life. And so we want to be able to help people too, who aren't just going through a romantic breakup. Yeah, exactly. I think
0: that's, that's so great because we experience so much heartbreak in our life. Yeah. The process of heartbreak or transitioning or not transitioning, but just going through heartbreak. Is it
1: similar to grieving and the stages of grief? Yeah. I think there are, I think there are sort of parallel experiences in some way. Like heartbreak is really interesting because it is very, you think of it as an emotional experience, but it's actually also a very physical experience. Um, like they've done studies on people who are heartbroken and it's a lot like going through withdrawal, like your neurochemistry changes, your physiology changes. And you may remember that from when you took a break. Cause My it's like a similar break, thing. Yeah. No, but like, it's why people, like a lot of times people will catch a cold after a breakup and mm-hmm. it's because their immune system is depressed. Um, and there's like so many changes that happen. And I do think that there are similar changes that happen when someone experiences a major loss in their life. Um, I mean,
0: yeah, like physical, you can't get out of bed. That's for one. Yeah. Someone
1: passing or. Yeah, exactly. Like you really feel like you're sick and it's interesting because I feel like at a lot of places it's more socially acceptable to kind of take time off or take personal days when you've lost someone. Um, but it's not yet socially acceptable to take days off if you're going through a divorce or a breakup. And I mean, I've spoken with, so many divorced people now at this point, And my parents are divorced and most people describe a divorce as feeling like oh. the death of yeah. a loved one. That's what I've heard. Yeah. And so I think it really, it can be similar. I think like one big difference with breakups specifically is that, um, you break up and you're no longer with that person. Uh, you don't like see them every day, but then there are signs of them everywhere. And that's yeah. like the really hard part about Breakup. modern life and mm-hmm. being on Instagram <laughs> after a breakup. But like totally. you see them, they're like, you know, going on vacation in Italy and like living hanging their life, out with maybe like your mutual friends and just like going on with their life, you know? And I think that that part is really hard, not to say it's easier than like losing someone permanently. That's a whole different yeah, yeah. type of loss, just but different, but it's different. Yeah. Cause they're like, you know, they're going on with their life and you're still, dealing with the breakup yeah i know it's interesting
0: well when their instagram wasn't around when my husband and i had broken up you're
1: so lucky i, I know but <laughs> I, there was
0: facebook and um i just completely deleted all social yeah. media because i'm the type of person that will stalk and yeah. like go crazy
1: it sounds like you had a really healthy break i don't yeah i mean i i I don't know how. Who that mentored happened. you? Like, how did you know to do that, or did you just know? You were like, "I'm I just not knew. going to look at Facebook." I mean, our
0: situation was different because it was very, um, it was super emotional. But yeah. we both were kind of like, "I." It turned into me being a mom because my husband wasn't doing well in school, and uh. I kept being like, "You need to do this. You need to do this," and just like nagging. And he was like, "Get off my back." Mm-hmm. And I was focusing on him and not myself. So then. I, when we were um, breaking up, I was like, I know what the problem is. Like it was very mutual, but it was like, the issue was I was focusing on what Mm. he was doing wrong in school. Yeah. And so I, that's why I was able to um, recognize and like just focus internally on myself. But it's funny, like when you were talking about taking time off, because I was working and obviously this is my high school sweetheart and I'm in Oregon and I don't have the support system that I'm used yeah. to. So I called my dad and I was like, Oh my God, we just broke up and I don't know what to do because I've worked this weekend. And it was like Friday. Yeah. And I was like, I can't go into work. Like I'm a mess. I'll, I'll just cry. Like every second I was like hyperventilating. Yeah. Then he was like, Oh, don't worry, honey. Um, first off, he was like, his parents live in Seattle, even though they had moved up to Seattle from California. He was like, well, first of all, um, his parents are visiting me this weekend and we're all hanging out for the weekend. (laughs) So I, you should come down, but I just want you to know they'll be here. Um, and second of all, it's okay. Don't worry if, if you're, a good employee your employers will totally understand he has his own company so yeah. he's like don't worry they're gonna understand like just let them know and um I let them know and they fired oh me. my god <laughs> yeah they yeah. fired me because they had no one that weekend and like I was trying so hard to get someone to cover yeah. and um like they had to come in and so they were pissed and they fired oh. me and I was like, sweet, I got fired <laughs> And oh, <laughs> from no. like the cutest shop in town and I was super oh, no. excited about that job, but I just was like, screw it, I can't go into work, so maybe it's just what it was meant to be.
1: That's so crazy because like what your dad said is true, like that should be true, Yeah. But- especially knowing like now that they've done so much research on how your brain changes and how mm-hmm. your body changes through a breakup, mm-hmm. like you're actually like your employer wouldn't actually want you to be going to work because no. you're just totally, you're in a different state.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so it's so, it's so sad that that happened. I know. It's yeah. really
0: sad, but I mean, I ended up hanging out with his family and it was super fun and I was like, I know that w- I just knew deep, d- our situation was different. I knew deep down I wanted to be with my husband and we wanted that. And, yeah. um, it just was a matter of like me, Because especially when you're with someone at a really young age, you have to learn to be, to grow as an individual. Yeah. Um, Because it's challenging no matter what. It's challenging to be with someone and it's also challenging not to be with them. So you have to kind of learn to be yourself and grow um, as a couple. Yeah. So it's, yeah, being in a relationship and not being in a relationship. You just learn so much about yourself if you allow yourself to look within and yeah exactly um, allow yourself that experience but yeah. it's definitely my parents are also divorced <laughs> oh, okay and they just like never got along ever since I was little so mm. um i always knew that it was like coming but it was so on and off that it was like really unstable
1: Oh, interesting
0: but um but again like go a divorce really is similar to just yeah. even for i mean i I was going through the divorce with them. Right. Yeah. As
1: a child of divorce. It's so hard. So hard. Yeah. And I was going through, um, and I guess this goes back to your original question about like, what, what was it about that breakup that was Mm -hmm. so hard? And this was something I didn't mention, but you just reminded me. I was also going through my parents' divorce at that time. time. And I didn't connect it until I was like, probably in my late twenties, that that was one of the reasons why that breakup was so hard. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, divorce is really hard, not just for the parents. It's really hard for the kids mm-hmm. and it can be really hard for adult kids, like hard in a different way than when you're little and you're dealing with it and you don't have like all of the emotional tools yet. Yeah. Um, but it's also really hard as an adult child. And I feel like so many of my friends have gone through their parents' divorces as adults mm-hmm. and it's really humbling. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's difficult and it's a different type of heartbreak that you have to deal with. And I think like one of the really interesting things for me that came out of that was just being able to see my parents as like individuals, yeah, <laughs> like their own people and, and then watching them kind of grow and evolve mm-hmm. and like allowing them space to be their own people was, was, um, was definitely like a positive that came out of it. But yeah, it was hard. Yeah, I think so. I, I definitely
0: became closer with them individually because yeah. they're,
1: they're unhappy when they're together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're not totally and I themselves. Feel like, yeah. Like when my parents were together, I was a little lazy because I would tell my mom a bunch of stuff and I knew she was going to like tell my dad. Yeah. And, and then I feel like I really was able to strengthen the relationship with my dad when they were no longer together. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, but so do people use, um,
0: <clears throat> use mend with that? with like family breakups. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they do. Yeah. Cause I do think it is, um, I mean, in a lot of ways it is like going through a breakup. It's not someone that you are in a relationship with, but it's sort of like, you know, you're used to this family unit and then all of a sudden the family unit is gone.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and you have to figure out like, what is, what is the future going to hold? And like, how are we all going to get along? And, um, yeah. And there's a lot to, there's a lot maneuver. Yeah. And I do think in it really way. impacts your own love life. Like I do think it is why that breakup was really hard because in a lot of ways, like I had sort of my family unit was breaking apart. And so I looked to him and I was like, well, you're my, you're now like my yeah, family unit. Totally. And so w- then when that relationship ended, I was like, well, I have now, nothing. Now What? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like starting over from scratch.
0: Also, Um, you grow up looking up to your parents. That's the only relationship you really know of. I mean, now we have social media and people see all (laughs) sorts of things. But, um, like for me, I had only seen my parents' relationship. And so I was like, oh, I'm never going to get married. Yeah. That's That's what marriage is. I don't want that. Yeah. Um, but then my husband's parents are divorced as well, but he, Uh his dad remarried and, I was able to see his dad and stepmom's relationship and mm. I loved that. So that changed what marriage was for me yeah. and um, gave me another relationship to look up to. But even then it's just like, it's good to look up to other relationships, but it also I think comes from
1: within and what, what you create with that other in person. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think so it's, it's interesting. A, it's a combination. Like I, I do think relationship modeling, like being able to look out and see other examples is super important. And, um, and you don't even realize that you're doing that naturally. Like as a kid, mm-hmm. I realized it. I'll never forget. Like, I remember going home with one of my friends. I went to, I went to Wellesley, which is outside of Boston. Mm-hmm. And I was from spring, Texas. So like when we would have short breaks, I wouldn't fly home. It was like too short to, yeah. to get on a flight. So I would go home with friends who were from New Hampshire or Massachusetts or something. And I remember the first time that I went home with one of my friends and I saw their parents' relationship and it was like really easy. And there wasn't a lot of tension, yeah. like really like affectionate. And I remember just being like, like my mind was blown. Yeah, Just like, oh, this is what it's this is what it's really like, or this is what it can be like. Yeah. What's possible. Yeah. And so I've always kind of made attempts to like really find models of relationships that are healthy, Mm -hmm. but you do also have to, um, like dig deep and figure out what's important to you. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we're not always honest about what we really need. Yeah, that's true. And so we end up in relationships that aren't compatible with what we need. Mm And, um, and so we talk about this a lot at MEND. Like a lot of MEND is about reflecting on yourself mm-hmm. and like journaling and like really trying to process your experience. And, and I do think that people really start to get more clear on who they really are and what they really need, um, which, I mean, that's so important to have a strong sense of that before you get into a new relationship. Do people break up with MEND?
0: like after they're done? (laughs)
1: Um, Some people do, but what we found is that, I mean, our goal is to like, we want to provide the best support to someone who's going through a breakup. We do have a lot of other content beyond breakups. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of content around healthy relationships, around self-care, around dating and sex and intimacy, So for people who've sort of built the daily ritual of checking in, um, they naturally start to transition from like the content around exes and heartbreak and breakups to like, you know, the more self-care, self-love related content. And then a lot of them do start dating. Yeah. And, um, and some people will, you know, stop mending and some people will want to continue mending during that process. Cause I mean, dating can be really difficult. and and confusing and um and there's a lot of heartbreak with dating too it's like little mini heartbreaks Mm -hmm. and so a lot of people will continue mending and just their trainings change and then you know if they get into a new relationship then they start the healthy relationships content and I think at that point it becomes more like a vitamin versus like in the beginning it's like Tylenol or something you just need like you're in so much pain and you just want to feel better
0: Aww. And then it
1: kind of transitions into more of a maintenance mode.
0: I love that. Yeah. Um, when I was reading a few things about just, I mean, obviously I don't know anything about dating, so <laughs> I was reading something <laughs> about you talking about micro cheating. What oh, is that? Yeah.
1: Oh, micro cheating is really interesting. And I feel like it's, it's probably been around for ever, mm-hmm. like since, you know, people <laughs> first started walking around but i think that it's become a really popular uh topic just given how fluid relationships can be now and um like how easy it is to meet someone new and just how accessible dating is now but micro cheating is like it's not like sleeping with someone else or even like making out with someone else it's like these small things that you do that aren't they're like in the gray area yeah and so what you know, I consider micro-cheating might be different from what you consider micro-cheating. Everyone sort of has their own spectrum, but it's like, it's little things like, um, you know, when uh, like a guy reaches out to me on Instagram, like engaging in the conversation, if I'm also in a relationship, like that Mm -hmm. could be considered Mm micro-cheating. Even if it's like, we don't meet in person, but we're just kind of like, you know, talking. I love that, yeah. Yeah. But there's a term for it. yeah. Yeah. Like a big one is, uh, I actually always wear a ring here, but it's, it's my high school ring. I've always worn it, but it's like taking off your ring Mm. when you're traveling, which a lot of people do,
0: Yeah, you know?
1: And like, you're not sleeping with anyone else, but you're putting out the signal of like, Oh, I'm available. I'm single. And you kind of like see what happens. So that is. That's really interesting. And I feel like that was also really confronting for me because Mm -hmm. I think growing up where I grew up, even though my parents were like really liberal, my mom is a hippie. Like I just tended to think more black and white about those things, Mm -hmm. like fidelity and infidelity. Mm -hmm. Like I was very like, oh, well they cheated and they're bad and the relationship is over and it like can never be fixed. Like that was my mentality. But as you grow up and as, you know, as I've learned a lot more about relationships you realize there's so much gray area mm-hmm. and micro cheating is one of the gray areas. And you kind of have to define that together
0: as a couple. Yeah, exactly. What that is for you. Just like some people don't mind, you know, have an open relationship. Yeah. Other people are like, no, and yeah. this is what cheating is for me. And this is, yeah, Yeah, it's really yeah. interesting. You really, and
1: really, you have to define it. Yeah. Yeah. So Act I always make men. the joke like well. on a date, you can ask, Like, what do you consider micro-cheating? And that would definitely freak them out. But it is a really important conversation to have.
0: Especially now when you can just do it 24-7 online. I mean, I went to this conference. It was the Girl Boss Rally. Oh, yeah. In L.A.? It was in New York um, last November. Okay. Or two Novembers ago. Um, And Bumble Biz had just launched. Mm. So they were part of that. And, um, I'd never been on Bumble because it didn't need uh-huh. to go on Bumble, but then they were encouraging people to sign up with accounts cause they're like, Oh, it's like the new cool LinkedIn or whatever. So they took your headshot and then you signed up and, I was like in the crowd during a panel and I was like, what? I don't even understand this. And um, our managing editor was with me at the rally and she was just like cracking up because I was in the crowd like trying to (laughs) set up my profile and she was having to like train me on how do I even do it? But then I realized if I swiped like – Whatever I did, it was super easy to all of a sudden have a Bumble yeah. account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just was just like, swipe to dating mode. I was freaking out and I yeah. just deleted the whole thing. Cause I was like, yeah. I think I would be, for me, even though for most people it's not a big deal. Yeah. But for me, I wouldn't want my husband to have one. Oh,
1: yeah. So I
0: just deleted it. And that then...
1: happens to a lot of people with dating apps. Because no way. unless you like really, try hard to go in and delete your account. Like if you just deactivate or you delete the app from your phone, like you're still there. So crazy. And like, yeah, I mean people that people can still find you. Oh yeah, of course. Oh and that, I mean, gosh. that happens so often. Like I'm on dating apps right now and I'll see people who I know have been married for years and Whoa. it's like, they have no idea. And their profile is so out of date, you know, oh, it's like, yeah, you can tell everything is like five years old. That's good. Um, <laughs> yeah. But they just like, they have no idea. Yeah. I mean, modern dating right now is really, it's, um, it's like a whole new beast and Mm -hmm. it's just like, it's going so quickly that so much is changing in such a short amount of time.
0: Yeah. So what's the future for men? What are you hoping to develop? I mean, I, we talked a little
1: about different types of contact for different types of heartbreak. Yeah. What else? Yeah. We're definitely thinking beyond breakups. That's a big one for us, like beyond romantic breakups and then we're already in, we're already global. Like, we're reaching people all over the world in almost every country now, but we're all in English. Oh, yeah. And so, there are a lot of people who are listening to MEND in their second language. Um, and also, like, we haven't really localized for different regions. And there are different, you know, nuances to relationships yeah. depending on where you live, like, where you grow up and what culture you grow up in. And I find that, like, really, really interesting. Um, so we are thinking about that. And a big part of that is launching on Android because that's where a lot of the rest of the world, like outside of the U S is on. Yeah. So we're launching Android in a couple of months, which I'm really excited cool. about. congrats! And then thanks. And then we're launching Spanish in a couple of months too. And that's like our top request is mend in Spanish. Wow. So, so the content, the, so is someone going to translate your
0: stuff? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah like what,
1: when you speak. Yeah. We're like halfway through, um, halfway through that process right now. And, um, and there will be a different voice, um, like a different voice who's, who's doing all of the trainings. Um, and we found her we're really excited. Wow. Is that hard for you? No, I'm excited. Yeah, I I record (laughs) so much. (laughs) I'm, um, and I speak Spanish, but it's just, like it's so much work to do English and Spanish. And then as we expand, like we have to go beyond just my voice, Mm -hmm. Um, but we found someone who's really special, um, who's like really compassionate and, um, and she has just such a beautiful voice. Like I could listen to her for hours yeah. and I will when we're like listening to all the training. So, um, so that's big for us, like taking what we're doing now, but trying to really reach more people and, reach them, you know, in their native language. And then also trying to like, you know, localize the content. Like dating is different in, you know, France than it is in the U S and it's different than like in the UK. And, um, so we have plans for that this year. That's our big focus. That's super exciting.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm really happy for you and I'm so happy for everyone to have the opportunity to mend and, um, Hopefully, I don't have to, but I'm going to be on it. <laughs> I'm really, I'm curious about your yeah. self care content and stuff because yeah. I think everyone can benefit from that. And yeah, um, even for me, I mean, I just had a baby, and I'm probably gonna have to mend at some point when I maybe when I wean him, or maybe when yeah. I, whatever that may be when for he goes me, to anyone.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: heartbreak from not being together twenty four seven. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think it's. Um, It's very much like, even though MEND started as like a way to help someone through a breakup, it ended up turning into just something that helps you with the relationship you have with yourself. Because I've been like half the time that I was uh, working on MEND, I was in a relationship, Mm -hmm. like a happy relationship, but um, it was very much more focused on me than the relationship. Yeah thank you so much for having me and thank you you for this I'm like I feel really energized and like I've done something very healthy for myself good (laughs) so nice to meet you so nice to meet you too thanks for having me
0: hey everyone thanks for tuning into this week's episode if you enjoyed the show please subscribe leave a comment or review and share with your friends I'm always reading our comments and love hearing from you so keep in touch and I'll see you next time